welcome to Banking Transform. I'm your host, Jim Roos, owner and CEO of the Digital Banking Report and co-publisher of the financial brand. At no time has the importance of innovation and the deployment of advanced technologies in banking been more evident than today. With more consumers embracing digital banking, banks are being challenged to replicate the level of engagement of big tech and new tech organizations such as Amazon, Google, Netflix, Zoom, and Alibaba. One of the perennial global leaders in technology innovation for banking has been Keisha Bank, Spain's leading digital financial services provider serving more than 6.5 million digital clients. As one of the pioneering banks in digital transformation, the application of artificial intelligence, innovative product design, and most recently, hybrid cloud utilization, Keisha Bank continues to be at the forefront of what banking can become. We are joined today by Benjamin Pujavai, the longtime veteran of Keisha Bank and current CEO of Imagine, a digital lifestyle platform created and supported by Keisha Bank. On today's episode, Benjamin discusses digital transformation at Keisha Bank, the importance of innovation culture, and the development of Imagine. So welcome to the show, Benjamin. It's always interesting to realize how many times I have crossed paths with one of my guests, yet never really having the chance to meet them for an extended conversation. I I think we may have first met in 2011 at the BAI Retail Delivery Conference in Chicago, where you accepted one of many Most Innovative Bank in the Year awards on behalf of Acacia Bank. Since then, your bank continues to set the bar as one of the global leaders in innovation and digital transformation. You've been an integral part of the Keisha Bank team for close to 20 years now, with much of that time being spent in charge of digital channel strategy. What do you believe is the key component of being able to create a strong digital transformation strategy within a legacy banking organization such as Keisha Bank? Well, this is not uh, an easy question. I would say probably I would highlight two factors. First is, of course, the strong commitment from the top management of the bank, because in some way, innovation and modern innovation, use of technology to always enhance the relationship with the client is in the DNA of the bank. And the rest, the projects are just examples or execution of this uh, strategy, of this way to approach the use of technology. Of course, this commitment has to be consistent, has to be stable. It's not a matter of uh, fashion. And that's something I think it's very consistent in the last 20 years of the strategy of how to use the technology to create the newer services. And on the other hand, we have very, in year 2000, it was very innovative. Probably today is not so innovative, but uh, the bank decided to create a subsidiary to focus the talent and the resources to the digital strategy in a fully owned company called, beginning it was a Ilacasha, then it was a Kasha Bank digital business. But uh, it was a kind of a spin-off with a very digital-oriented uh, talent to execute the strategy of using technology to enhance digital services. And I think this uh, was a success story in terms of execution. 
and uh, probably complements very well the support of the uh, top management. You know, it's interesting. As I look at the most innovative banks in the world, and I'm fortunate enough to be at a lot of these award ceremonies and all that, it really does get down to culture, whereby if you don't have the very, very top management team really committing to digital transformation, innovation, you really can't move forward in lockstep and and have the commitment. So when you started your digital transformation, how did you balance the needs of the bank regarding efficiency? Because that's really where a lot of us start when we're looking at digital transformation with the needs for the consumer. So you have to balance both the bank's needs and the consumer's needs. How did Keisha Bank balance those two? This was a matter probably or how to make or define a, a way to decide priorities in terms of where to invest or how much to invest in each channel or in each because it, it was today it sounds but it seems very obvious but it wasn't in the year 2000 because the investment in technology were very high and digital revolution in the year 2000 was still very far away we were at the very very beginning and at earlier stages of this process, decisions are very difficult to be made. So to have a clear idea of uh, the vision of being consistent with the evolution of the client, this customer-centric vision of the relationship was key to really make the bank more efficient thanks to the technology. At the end of the day, this is an example, we were the first bank in Spain to have uh, the first ATM, to have the first digital service, to have the first mobile platform. So the success from the very, very beginning when using technology was started to create a culture of efficiency thanks to the technology. You know, one thing that you talk about quite a bit at your company and in speeches I've seen of yours is the role of simplicity in the development and and how do you build strategies that really move towards, and you refer to it as the one-click capability? How do you do that internally? Well, I would say simplicity was not obvious in year 2000. Today it is. It is not a matter of, it's a key to really understand what's behind digital services. And probably this is something uh, created by the pure digital players because they change the standard, they change the way to develop and to offer services. And simplicity is always key. Imagine is an example of a banking value proposition. Cash Bank has hundreds of different products to offer to the whole database of clients. Imagine has only two, maximum three products of each category. So that means simplicity makes decisions for the client easier. And this is very powerful to generate uh, engagement with the client. The one-click capability, as you mentioned, is always very important. Probably more difficult to execute than simplicity because it depends on the system, the legacy you have in your uh, IT capabilities. So it's not so easy, but it's always something to uh, be kept in mind when defining new services. And, you know, imagine is your mobile first, mobile only uh, innovation that we're going to talk about in a bit. But given your transformation towards digital and mobile, what role do branches now play at Keisha Bank? Well, branches 
are part of the success of Kasha Bank in developing a digital strategy. Because from the very, very, very beginning, digital channels and the digital strategy was complementing the strategy of the branches. So our employees have been pushing clients to use digital channels as if they were truly ambassadors of the digital services. And when you have your employees acting as ambassadors of your digital services, you have 80% of the success warranty job because it's the best marketing campaign you can have. On the other hand, to be consistent with these uh, ambassadors, you have to permit them to participate of the profits of uh, the digital services. And in that way, what we did from the very beginning is to have a double accounting to permit the branches to obtain the revenues from transactions done through the digital channels. And this is a matter of consistency in the strategy. The thing you can't do is to try to split your strategy, to split your channels and to create uh, black boxes acting uh, independently because it doesn't work. If you really want to boost, to accelerate your strategy in developing your digital services, you need the power of your employees' network. And this is a, a strength of the traditional players, and we have to take advantage of them. I love the idea of the double accounting because, you know, the mindset of a branch employee is every person that goes digital is a possibility of me losing a sale or or me double counting a sale. Or, or, you know, we always talk about the person that comes in having started digitally and then comes into the branch. And the branch employee, in many cases, is given an incentive to make it look like they were a branch sale. And your double accounting idea really takes care of that and makes it so everybody's pulling in the same direction. With COVID-19, it has certainly expanded the segment of consumers that are using digital channels. How has the pandemic changed how you were building digital strategies and how you're serving probably an older customer base than you had maybe even three months ago? The COVID-19 pandemics has an impact on the use of channels. Uh, the growth in traffic and transactions because of the pandemic is around, in our case, around 30% if you compare with last year. So that means it's a huge change and probably is uh, boosting the natural evolution of the digital services, I don't know, four, five, six years. So the scenario we have for the next year is probably the scenario we could have had in six years instead of in 2021. So from this point of view, it puts more pressure on investing more in a digital, but at the same time, being consistent with the strategy we have. It's not only a matter of investing in pure digital services. It's a matter of also investing in using the digital platforms to link employees with clients. So in that way, things in which we are investing more because of the COVID-19, for example, how to make the interaction with employees easier through the mobile how they can ask for a meeting at the branch through the mobile, how they can sign a transaction previously started at the branch, the mobile, I mean, and a set of different, what we call the uh, omni-channel commercial experience with the employee through 
the mobile platforms. And this is probably what is, in our case, speeding up the process of change and the uh, evolution of the distribution model of CashBank. So as technology continues to evolve, there's an increased need to retrain and retool employees to support those efforts. How is CashBank using advanced technology to augment humans, but also how are you preparing your teams, your staff, for what is a future that's going to involve more technology and more thinking in the technology field? Obviously, common sense is saying that you have to uh, teach the uh, employees to be sure that they have to they control, they feel comfortable when talking about a new technology and digital services. But in practice, what we uh, did and we are still doing is to merge the employee and the client platform to permit our employees to use exactly the same platform as our clients. So in that way, we don't need to teach them about the capabilities of the digital platform because they are using the digital platform every day. So this is the best way to uh, really um, teach them about the capabilities. And at the same time, you ensure that uh, you don't need to invest the time to teach them to become an ambassador because they are ambassadors of what they are using every day in their daily activity when talking with clients. So, And this is probably to the evolution to one single platform to be used by employees and clients at the same time is probably one of the most relevant decisions in terms of uh, architecture, but it's very, very profitable because the match between employees and clients is uh, perfect and is a way to ensure that you will never have a gap between what your clients are doing through the internet or through the mobile and what your employees are doing at the branch. And this is, again, key for the uh, consistency of the strategy combining technology and employees. What role will APIs and open banking have in, in helping Keisha Bank evolve from being just a bank to being an integral part of a consumer's daily life? Well, APIs is always an opportunity. They started in Europe because of the uh, regulation, not as uh, in the U.S., where banks and the user experience permit the uh, development of uh, APIs to uh, offer different and more sophisticated uh, services. But, of course, it's an opportunity to transform banking platforms or banking services into digital platforms. The capability of distribution banks have all over the world is huge. Probably you can only compare the, this capability with a needy and uh, some uh, pure players. So that means probably we are the third giants in uh, interaction, digital interactions with our clients. And as banks are starting understanding that there are other activities which are not our core business, but that could complement perfectly the relationship with our client and permit to monetize at the same time uh, with uh, non-strictly financial uh, revenues, that means APIs. APIs because of the flexibility, because of the uh, time to market, and because of the uh, open-minded DNA a bank has to create to be a relevant player in the future. I'm quite convinced that only offering strictly financial services, we won't survive. 
we need to evolve. We need to enhance this relationship to create more engagement, to really convert our capabilities into a digital platform. And this is what we uh, did with Imagine, because at the end of the day, behind the project of Imagine is the transformation of a banking platform into a lifestyle digital platform. And uh, this is not only a matter of generating engagement, it's a matter of identifying new revenue sources, new revenue models, new ways to monetize the relationship with the client. You have to learn about how to do it, which is the best way, best practices, and imagine it's in some way great lap to test this uh, evolution of banks into digital platforms. So when you look at the digital platform, when you look at the lifestyle platform that you refer to, it really is one of the key components of your innovation journey. Our research we've done for the Digital Banking Report has found that a key component of digital transformation is supporting innovation within a financial services organization. Keisha Bank has been a recognized global leader in innovation for certainly more than a decade how does Keisha Bank support ongoing innovation within your organization? Well, you know, this is a matter of a commitment of top management because this commitment permits to align all the, the whole organization to be focused on uh, innovation and on uh, breaking silos, breaking, to really focus the company and the organization in the customer experience, which is probably the new way to define the customer-centric Strategy. I think Cashabank is not doing anything uh, really special. It's a matter of DNA. It's a matter of how the top management of the company is aligning all the the whole units being part of the bank and defining the strategy, the challenges, and the goal. At the end of the day, there are all that said. There are some brave decisions. For example, when we are launched in 2016, imagine. Because, well, you know, a big bank, the, the leader in the Spanish market, launching a pure digital bank with a previous market share in uh, millennials around uh, 30%. So that means we were the leaders in the uh, millennial market and we launched your digital mobile bank. So uh, difficult to understand for a lot of players in Europe, but at the end of the day, it's a matter of uh, sometimes you need to make a brave decisions. And this is part of the innovation process. It's not only a matter of uh, methodology. People sometimes need to make uh, brave decisions. And that's something Cashabank knows how to do it. And the top management of the bank feels comfortable making these kind of decisions. And this is probably the secret sauce, I would say, of Cashabank to really make things different. Well, you know, you mentioned that one of the major innovations at Keisha Bank was the creation of Imagine in 2016, which was, if I'm not mistaken, the first mobile-only solution in Spain. Today, Imagine serves over 2.6 million younger digital native customers in a manner that really is very different from what a traditional bank would normally do. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, you've just reintroduced Imagine as a lifestyle-oriented user community as opposed to just a mobile banking solution. Can you describe the strategy behind Imagine and the newest version of this service? Yes, of course. 
what's behind the idea of the evolution of imaging from a mobile-only bank to a lifestyle uh, community is, at the end of the day, a very simple question. It's only a matter of the decision of offering to the millennials, the Zs, and uh, alpha generation instead of what they need. We offer them what they love, what they like, because we think that the new generations, the digital generations, understand the relationships with big players as, for example, Cashabank, in a very different way than other generations. We think that we have to start the relationship before they need a financial solution. We prefer to start the relationship in a very frictionless way, uh, just with an email and a mobile number to become a member of the community. Within the community, our imaginers will find um, digital content, experiences, even non-financial services to make their lives uh, easier. So what they love, what they like. Then next year or in five years, or maybe never, they will need a bank account. And when they need a bank account, we will be there. So in some way, if you take the conversion funnel, we are probably at positioning, imagine at the very, very, very beginning of the funnel, because we want to start a relationship years before of uh, the necessity of uh, having a bank account. And in some way, this is what we call a uh, Imagine is a kind of a game changer. The traditional relationship between banks and the young people always start with the bank account opening, the boarding process of a bank account. This is probably one of the more uh, level of a friction because of the regulation, because of the legacy systems of banks. Uh, and so today, nobody wants to have a bank account when you are 18 or 19, because you don't need today, thanks to digital wallets, thanks to the prepayment solution. So it is very difficult to uh, convince young with uh, 20 years old to open a bank account because they don't need. So behind the strategy of imagine is this uh, game changer positioning. We want to be with uh, our future clients in a very early stage, even when they still don't think in opening a bank account. And this is what we are doing different. And this is the challenge of Imagine, because then you have to convert all these community of users joining the community into financial products and monetizing the relationship. But this is part of the journey of the Imagine project. Well, it's interesting because... You know, your imagined digital content is geared to young people ranging from zero to 11. You have different categories. You have the the young category, you have the teen category, and then you have more of the banking category. But your content is arranged around music and video games and trends through Imagine Cafe and technology, the ability to purchase technology. You, know, you have all these different components in, in a world of banking where we really look at the quarterly solution, the quarterly return on investment. How did Keisha Bank measure the return on investment on these non-financial extensions that you admit may not pan out in a revenue sense, 
but you're really putting the investment in the consumer before they even have to walk into a an office or open a bank account and invest in you. How do you build the return on investment or the model for doing that? Yeah, this is a very good question um, because it's at the end of the day, the summary of uh, what's behind the strategy of the Imagine project. Well, um, to measure the success of this project, we will keep in mind uh, two, I would say, a major KPIs. Uh, on the one hand, what you have is the answer to a very simple question. Is it feasible to monetize a relationship within a community without offering uh, financial services? For example, uh, reaching agreements with uh, third parties or offering products. Of course, not all of them, but most of the contents, most of the experiences are agreements reached by Imagine with uh, leaders in each uh, vertical of services and based on a revenue share model. So that means we always are negotiating a discount for our clients and at the same time, a revenue share model. So that means behind each transaction, special price for the client and a small revenue for Imagine. And this is probably the new rule. We have to assume that it's a matter of rotation of number of transactions instead of having the idea of obtaining a huge revenue thanks to a personal loan or a mortgage, which is the traditional way. So first is, could we monetize? beyond financial services. And second is, is that true that starting a relationship before they need a financial product, the conversion rate into financial products will be higher? We think the answer is yes. So we think that creating emotional links with the new generations before they need the financial services will increase the likelihood of obtaining a financial sale when they will need it. So we are applying in our model a conversion rate of from elites, understanding elite as a pure member of the community without any financial relationship with a margin bank. Uh, we have a conversion rate from elites into financial clients. Financial client means a client with a bank account, a car, loan, and so on. So the traditional approach of a, what we call a client. The combination of both has to be higher than the standalone. We think we will have if we continue with the strategy we have today into being just a pure mobile bank. So this is the challenge. This is the journey of Imagine to the demonstration of the combination of this uh, engagement model with other ways to monetize the relationship is more powerful than the pure evolution of the model we already have. And that's the rationale behind the Imagine strategy. That's exciting because really it's the early execution of an open banking model that, as you said, draws revenue from unique and new sources that doesn't come directly from the customer that's part of the platform, which makes it so that you can carry these people during their onboarding or their customer journey. But what's also interesting is, I think as I read about your new evolution of Imagine, is that it's actually your first foray into open innovation platform, isn't it? You have an open innovation platform. Can you describe that a little bit as how it's structured for Imagine? 
Yeah, what we did, of course, to deploy a consistent strategy around this concept of non-pure financial services and with a very open-minded approach to offer services from third parties, what we did was to create a platform which is not linked with the banking platform. So that means it's a standalone, it's in the cloud, flexible. So that means a new generation platform to be able to integrate with third parties, to be able to offer services from third parties in a very, I would say, open banking, which is in the case it's not a open banking, open platform vision. So that means what we see is it's easier to create a platform over the banking platform we already have instead of trying to change the banking platform. This is the shortest way, it's um, less expensive, and uh, in time to market, in terms of time to market, it's uh, faster. So um, one of the things behind the strategy is to create this architecture, open architecture, to integrate with third parties in a very fast way, in a very flexible and cheap, in some way, to managing the project with, uh, I would say, a lean startup philosophy. So to test and learn what it works, okay, what it doesn't work, forget it and uh, move to another thing. So the idea is also, thanks to these uh, platforms, to really apply startup-like philosophy behind the model of management of imagining. And this is part of the strategy. And in some way, this will be, again, kind of a lot to test if it makes sense or not, and then probably to uh, make acquisitions at the cash banks level instead of uh, only at imaginal level. So going down that path, and this is my final question, is does the development and transformation of Imagine Bank possibly give you a platform definition that you could use for other segments of your Acacia Bank customer base, maybe the retired or the semi-retired consumer or or someplace like that? Is there a possibility of a, a different application of what you've done with Imagine as a separate organization with Acacia? Can it be deployed in maybe other segments or in other ways, maybe other businesses altogether? Well, of course, this is not difficult to answer today because the first thing is the more immediate challenge of Imagine is to build and to consolidate this concept of community and to make uh, this community uh, run and test all the hypotheses behind the uh, conversion rates and the engagement ratio, the reduction of charm, the reduced increase of the sales ratio per client and so on. So they told that the model has to be tested. We think this project has all the ingredients to become a winner project. Of course, the uh, answer to your question will depend on the level of success and the time we need to create this community. But what it seems that it makes a lot of sense is to combine financial services with engagement tools to make the relationship with the client something different as the traditional financial relationship because it's based on the pure financial necessity. And this is a very, very, I would say, uh, early lesson learned. Engagement makes a lot of sense, probably in all the business. But the difference with other businesses is that we, banks, we have a huge quantity of clients, a huge quantity of interactions. So we have what all over the world, all the organizations want, traffic for free because we don't need to go outside to find traffic because they come to our home banking and mobile platforms. 
So how to enhance the quality of the relationship? Because there is a direct link between the quality of the relationship with the profitability of the relationship. And uh, engagement is very relevant to enhance and to assess this relationship. Thank you so much. It has been great to talk to you today. And I really appreciate you spending some time with us to explain why Keisha Bank is really different in the banking field globally. Good luck with everything. And thank you again for being on the show. Thank you, Jim, for your time. And thank you, uh, everybody. A pleasure, as always. You know, what a pleasure it was to spend some time with Benjamin Pujavai from Keisha Bank and talking about the innovation, digital transformation, and the development of Imagine. It's interesting to see, and I think all banks have to have really got to listen to what they're doing. Number one, the commitment to culture and to use the culture to drive innovation, digital transformation. They obviously need, but have utilized that top-down commitment to their benefit. Secondly, the development of Imagine Platform. It's very interesting. If you listen to what he said, where they developed the whole thing, knowing that at the beginning of it, the revenue is not going to come from the consumer themselves, who in some cases are under 10 years old, but actually is going to come from the partnerships with other entities that are providing services to these people. The 2.6 million people signed up on this platform today They had the ability to negotiate some really good plans, but I think it really looks at the way to rethink your return on investment and to look in the long term rather than the short term. Thanks for listening to Banking Transform, rated as a top five banking podcast. I genuinely appreciate the support you have provided since we started this endeavor. If you enjoy what we are doing, please be sure to subscribe to Banking Transformed on your favorite podcast app. In addition, take a little bit of time to show some love in the form of a review. It not only means the world to me, but it helps elevate the brand of Banking Transformed in the banking marketplace. Finally, be sure to catch my recent articles on the financial brand and check out our post-COVID research we're doing on digital transformation, the future of work in banking, retail banking innovation in a post-COVID world, and the changing dynamics of financial marketing for the Digital Banking Report. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to our producer, Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer, Sean Rule Hoffman. I'm your host, Jim Maroos. Until next time, stay safe and stay healthy. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. 
and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.